When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the White Witch Podcast with me, Carly. I hope you are all well, witches. So before we get started, I just have to apologise and say, if you listened to the last podcast episode, The Last Witch, if it was nothing related to the show notes or title of the podcast, if there were no intro music or anything that you're used to from the show, please note that wasn't the episode and the correct episode is up if you want to listen to it. At the time, I had about three different technical issues arise and wound up uploading the wrong piece of content. So I sincerely apologize. You should have heard an episode about Helen Duncan, a spirit medium from the Second World War. If you didn't hear that, please go back, have a listen. It took me about an hour till I fortunately realised something was off, but sadly, quite a good few of you had already listened. So now that we've cleared that up, today we're going to be revisiting Samhain. I did put together a Samhain episode when the podcast first began. It was, in fact, the very first episode that ever went out. And I thought, we have to revisit this. There is so much more I can say about Samhain than there was back then. So if you haven't listened to it, you might want to go back to the first ever episode of the podcast, Cringe, for some traditional basics. To the ancient Celts, Samhain is the traditional Celtic New Year. In essence, the ancient Celts acknowledged two seasons, summer and winter, which they saw as ice and fire and considered death and rebirth. Samhain also has the title Ancestor Night and is commonly known as Halloween, which derives from Hallowed and Hallows Eve. So buried beneath all the costumes and the candy, there is a ton of old sanctity for the season. The veil between the two worlds is lifted. This makes the perfect time for divination, but also retrieving ancestral knowledge. It might be a time you opt to work on shadow work that perhaps links to your lineage or ancestral patterns, calling upon your ancestors to guide you along the way and assist. Spirit entities at this time can visit the earthly plane and we can peer into the astral realm. The old tradition of us dressing up as ghosts and ghouls originates because it was a time that would mean spirits that wandered the earth plane could do so undetected and without fear blending in with us in our costumes. Today I thought we could look at different elements of Samhain with the theme of the cauldron. 
So we have some kitchen witchery. I am going to be reading part of my book all about Keridwen, who is one of the main Samhain goddesses. We delve into the cauldron again and its links to this Sabbath and also have a look at some prayer and casting for this season. So today's episode of the podcast ties in with another project I've been working on with one of my favourite friends, Rachel the Hedgewitch, who of course we had on the podcast not long back. Rachel and I have been working on combining our shared Hedgewitch knowledge and working on a new podcast, like an additional podcast project called The Hedgewitch's Almanac, which will just be out for each Sabbath throughout the year. We might add the odd extra episode, but we wanted to delve into each Sabbath from the Hedgewitch's perspective. I'm hoping this will be out around the time that this episode goes out. I will, of course, add a link to the show notes for this if it's ready to go at the same time. If not, I will add it to the next one. It will be out on my socials and so on. I'm so excited to delve more into each Sabbath from the Hedgewitch's perspective with Rachel. Not only that, just getting to have a light, warm chat with my friend, with information both of us have discovered and get to bring to you, which we hope you like and will benefit from within your practice. So for me, two of the main aspects of my craft I am fascinated with now really revolve around hedge witchery and also kitchen and house witch practices. I think I am just trying to live a more simple life, incorporate a lot of the old recipes, you know, more home cooking into my practice in a bid to find magic in the mundane. So if you do listen to the Hedgewitch's Almanac episode when it's out, you'll hear three different Samhain recipes. But I wanted to bring another one on this episode today that links into the necromancy type thing we have had of late. The recipe I have for you is called Cake for the Priestesses of the Dead. And I picked this up from a website called gathervictoria.com. This is a cake in remembrance of the Haliaruna, who were the oracular priestesses of the underworld mysteries, whose rites of divination and ancestor veneration were demonized and extinguished by the church. These women who communed with the dead and ancestor spirits through what the Anglo-Saxons called Leodrun or song mysteries. References in Old English, Germanic and Norse texts Describe the Haliaruna, Heliruna, Helerun, Helrune, Helrinegu, and Helrorn as witches, necromancers, and sorceresses who whispered and sung over the graves and barrows where the dead were interred to make the dead speak or send something out. Their various names are derived from the word rune, which can also be translated as mysteries of the burial mound or a tomb elegy, epitaph, burial song, and can be interpreted as those having knowledge of the secrets of the dead or those skilled in the mysteries of hell or even hell whisperers. But this wasn't the Christian hell of Brimfire, but the realm of the Norse goddess of the underworld, hell, and the German underworld, hole. 
Here dwelled the Burunan, female ancestors, so fates, furies, fairies, spirits of the mountains, and wild, rugged country, who were the avengers of wrongs, especially against the mothers. By the early Middle Ages, the church banned women's night vigils and burning candles on graves to look into the future at tombs and funeral pyres as a desecration of the dead. Their communal feasts by graves, burial mounds, springs, trees, standing stones and even the laying food and wine on the tumuli of the dead were now decreed as devil worship. The transformation of the Haliaruna into evil hags capable of killing babies, dancing with the devil, blighting crops and casting malevolent spells was said to be the work of the church who sought to destroy the pagan practices of ancestor veneration, the honouring of female deities and most especially the spirits of the land. So why not tip your witch's hat to the forgotten oracular priestesses of the underworld mysteries? You might want to have a go at trying your hand with a traditional offering to the ancestors. And my favourite thing, it's cake. These are small round cakes of rustic grains, apples, nuts and honey. And they are inspired by the cakes long offered to the dead. This is a dense, rather primitive cake hearkening to the simple, unleavened loaves of the past. These were rather like fruit cakes. Often they would be like doused with spirits. So during the season, the veil between the worlds thins and the dead draw near. So light a candle, bake a cake and take a moment to listen for the wisdom of the ancestors. And don't forget to call, as the Haliaruna once did, upon the daughters of Gaia, the earth goddess, the female fates and furies, who were the avengers of wrongs. So I'll put this recipe in the show notes, but the ingredients are, so this is Haliaruna cake, two and a half cups of flour, ideally spelt, oat, rye, or whole wheat, two eggs, one tisp of baking soda, that's one teaspoon, one tisp of baking powder, that always reminds me of Sleeping Beauty, I'm sure the flat, like the fairies refer to the recipe with using tisps, pinch of salt, half a cup of honey, you might want to use a little extra for drizzling, half a cup of roasted hazelnuts that are roughly chopped, half a cup of chopped crab apple or grated apple, quarter of a cup of golden currants, quarter of a cup of cranberries that are lightly chopped, quarter cup of melted butter or oil, three tablespoons dark cocoa, two tablespoons of poppy seeds, a couple of teaspoons of your favorite spice. So you could use cinnamon, allspice, ginger, it's up to you. Half a cup of grated dark chocolate or chocolate chips. And you might want to add your favorite spirits. So you might want to add like four tablespoons of brandy. So to make the cake, combine the flour and honey in a large bowl, mix well. 
add your eggs and combine. Blend the rest of the ingredients into the batter and mix. You may need to use your hands, making sure it is well blended. I always like to use my hands when I'm baking anyway. Shape your dough into a mound-like form. If it's too wet, add more flour until it holds its shape. If it's too dry, add another splash of brandy or whatever spirit that you're adding to it. Transfer your cake mound in onto a greased baking pan or you can use a bunt pan. Bake in a preheated oven at 325 degrees Fahrenheit for approximately 45 to 50 minutes. It might take shorter or longer depending on your ingredients. So just test it with like a toothpick, allow it to cool and you might want to serve it with a drizzle of melted chocolate or dust with icing sugar or use both. Cauldrons are often used as an altarpiece, a tool within our spell work we can use for making up potions, burning in- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Incense and candles, or even within kitchen witchery for making magical meals. Symbolically, they represent rebirth, transformation, wisdom, and are associated with the element of fire and water. They also hold association with darkness, night, and the all-encompassing sea. Modern ideas are that they are a feminine tool. However, within mythology, we have the story of Dagda of the Tuatha de Danann within Irish mythology. Dagda is often depicted as a druid, king, and father figure. He holds associations with fertility, agriculture, masculinity, strength, wisdom, and magic. He owned the Cauldron of Plenty, sometimes named the Cauldron of Abundance, which was fitting for this Irish god who had a good appetite. Anyone who took from this cauldron is said to have left satisfied, be it for food, health, or wealth. Dian Ketched, another Celtic god, possessed the cauldron of healing. The cauldron in more recent times has been seen as a symbol of the divine feminine. It is linked to Circe, Baba Yaga, Medea, and of course, Keridwim. Cauldrons were often found across the Celtic Isles in both well shafts and rivers, having been left for the goddess. Keridwin's story overall is said to represent the turning of the seasons and nature's yearly cycle of death and rebirth. Her children, Kriri and Afagdu, are said to represent the light and dark in the universe. 
Keridwen is said to make herself known to you if there is the need for you to change, that you need to allow something to die in order for the new to be born. She is great to work with should you need to examine your life to determine what no longer serves you. Her energy is linked to sowing the seeds of change and pursuing their growth with your personal power. She is also good to call upon for assistance within your spell work overall due to her motherly nature. The shape-shifting scene with Keridwen and Guion Batch might bring back memories of the Disney film The Sword and the Stone, where we see Mad Madam Mim chase Arthur with them both in different animal forms. Many mythological scholars argue that the tale of Keridwen has the influence of the legend of King Arthur and the search for the Holy Grail. Both the cauldron and the grail are associated with the water element and provide whomever uses them with powerful benefits. Working with Keridwen as a deity, she is said to bring inspiration, dreams, visions and the power of prophecy and divination. She's good to work with for matters relating to fertility, herb magic, creative writing, wisdom and knowledge. Offerings you can make to her include poetry or creative writing. She birthed one of the most famous bards after all. Corn, grains, acorns, feathers and perhaps three drops of liquid representing the three Guion Batch spilt, bestowing him with magic, knowledge and wisdom. Other gods and goddesses relating to Samhain that you might want to look into are, of course, the Morrigan, Hecate, Persephone, Lilith, Nick Nevin, Loki and Odin. So I have a wishing grain spell that you might want to try. And for this, you will need grains. They can be oats, seeds or wheat, your cauldron or just a bowl. So place your grains into your cauldron or bowl at first. Sorry, my cat's misbehaving. Hello. (laughs) Place your grains into your cauldron or bowl at first light on Samhain and speak over the grain what you wish for. The grain within our spell is, of course, symbolic of Guion Batch transforming into the small grain that Keridwen gobbles up. Place the cauldron or bowl upon your altar and whisper your wishes upon it at regular intervals throughout a full day. Upon the next morning, cast the grain to the wind for the birds to eat and deliver your wish to Keridwen, the goddess. This is a releasing spell and for this you will need a cauldron or heat proof bowl, paper, matches or a lighter. This is a simple spell. I have carried this out upon a full moon. You might wish to work this upon the next full moon. I believe that is the hunter's moon. So you might wish to take some time out to meditate on what you wish to remove from your life. So perhaps bad habits, financial issues, toxic relationships, but be certain you are ready to remove this from your life. Make sure you have clarity on it. And once you are ready, write down on your paper in black ink what you wish to release. Once you've written out all that you wish to release, you may wish to say the following incantation or create your own bespoke releasing spell. Under this night and the full moon's light, I remove and release all that I write. 
From this night on, I step forward with new goals in mind, with the love, support and guidance from the divine. So mote it be. You might wish to chant this incantation a few times in a bid to raise the energy within your circle. Once you are ready, set a light to your pieces of paper individually over your cauldron or heatproof bowl and watch them burn down to embers. Rid yourself the next day of the ashes somewhere away from your home. One of the feelings that can come up for us at Samhain as a result of all those spooky movies and ghost tales can be fear, but I have a fear removing spell you might wish to try to remove anything within your life that is causing you fear and holding you back. So this is a fear removing cauldron spell and for this you will need an item or image that represents your fear, a cauldron or bowl, and salt or sand, enough to submerge the image or item you are using within this spell. If you can't find an image or an item, you can always write down exactly what it is that represents your fear on a piece of paper, or just, sorry, just basically write down your fear on a piece of paper. Get specific as well. Sit with your cauldron or bowl in front of you, positioned so that you can comfortably gaze into it. We want to focus on the bowl or cauldron to visualize that which we fear and wish to banish. So consider how your life could look once you have conquered this fear. What could you do differently without this fear? How will you feel? How will your life be different? What are the opportunities open to you once this fear has been slain? Hold in your hand the image or item you've chosen to visualize your fear. So with intention, channel all the negativity you associate with this fear into the item or image you hold. So finishing up this section about Keridwen, I have an invocation to her you may wish to use. Hail to Keridwen, mother of wheat. As the white sow, you wander the fields. As the mother of wisdom, you confer knowledge. Unto the worthy, be merciful to us who approach you. In the wavering year, time itself may be your cauldron. Its ingredients, the universe itself. We are stirred by you, wild crone. Summon us to wisdom through the cold dark that lies ahead. Of course, Samhain is the time for divination and I have a little divination prayer you might wish to use that I came across in a Samhain book, but I think it's something that you could use all year round. Calm my mind, cool my soul, send me within to find what I know. Open my vision, lead my heart, tell me what wisdom to impart. And lastly, I have an ancestor prayer that you might wish to use on Samhain. When you were born, the earth became your body, the stone became your bone, the sea became your blood, the sun became your eye, the moon became your mind, the wind became your breath. When you passed to the other world, your breath became the wind, your mind became the moon, your eye became the sun your blood became the sea, your bone became the stone, your body became the earth. When we were born, you did the same for us. You called forth the earth and rocks. The sea arose and the sun descended. The moon shone down and the winds sang. 
For those who come after, we shall do as you did for us. When we are gone, we shall do as you did before. Ancestors, we honour you. I'll post those up in the show notes. I will be back, of course, before Samhain with some other Samhain and dark season content. But before I go, I just want to give you a little update. Oh, no, before I go, before I go, I want to leave you with an old Scots Samhain blessing. May the door of the coming year open for you to peace, happiness and quiet contentment. So, My little update for you is if you were ever part of the Literary Witches Coven, if you ever wanted to be part of it, we had a little bit of a brief break. I just wanted to let you know, going forward, it will now be part of the White Witches Coven over on Patreon. If you enjoy the podcast and you want extra content, come on over. There's a link in the show notes. And on there, we have our monthly full moon coven chat Grimoire pages for season two of the podcast. They're like in a dark academia style. They are printable, but there is a exclusive Patreon podcast episode on there every month. Tons of witchy content and going forward from November onwards, the literary witches coven. So we used to have it on Facebook, but had a lot of like issues because a lot of people didn't use Facebook. A lot of people wanted to join. There were a lot of technical problems with Facebook rooms and the like. And just honestly, it just got really frustrating. So I know and I appreciate this will no longer be a free offering. But if you want to sign up to Patreon, it is just £6 a month. You can access all the above. You can cancel at any time. I believe for November, we are debating between reading The Lighthouse Witches by C.J. Cook, a fictional witchy book, or Woman Most Wild by Danielle Dolsky. I will post all my socials in the show notes. Aside from that, if you feel the call to, if you could leave me a review for the podcast, I'd be so grateful as it means the podcast finds more witches. So have a great week, witches. I will be back soon sending you lots and lots of witchy love. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns